and our month of Halloween horrors continues. I know it's, I'm enjoying myself. Not only you, Anna, I think other people are enjoying it too, because our number, not our numbers are up. Well, I think that be, could be because we had a celebrity guest last week. Yeah, but I actually, I, and the, and the, I think people like Halloween. So I do too. And people, do, I mean, we do that in our house. We watch scary movies all of October. Yeah, it's fun. I think people really get into Halloween. It's never been a holiday that I've loved, but I'm, I'm into it. I'm into the Halloween movies. Look at that learning and growing. I know. And this week we have another guest two weeks in a row. I know. We, had, we didn't have guests for so long and now we're like, they're coming back and they're returning no less. Yes. It's, it's just sort of in keeping with the theme of this week, we watched Poltergeist and, you know, spirits are coming back from the dead, the dead of this podcast to come. That's <laughs> <laughs> sad. Uh, but first, this is That's Outrageous and I am Chrissy. And I'm Anne, and this is the podcast where we talk about insane news stories and deranged movies. I don't, that's a no, I don't know. I'm still trying things out. I don't know if that one works. Oh, here's Tanya. We admit her. Tanya Jones is back. Hi. Yeah, but we're excited to have Tanya back. This is, uh, she's excited about it. It's in her wheelhouse and. So there. Yeah, because how I said we were doing going to do Poltergeist, and she was like, "I love Poltergeist." It's not even just me; it's like my whole, all my siblings. Like we quote it still. Oh. You know when we saw it, we didn't see it in the movie theater. We saw it when. Remember when? Like I don't know if you guys had HBO back in the day, and you had like a little switch on the back of your TV. Yeah. So like when we first got HBO in the '80s, and we were just obsessed with watching movies, and Poltergeist was one of the first movies we watched. And it was on all the time all the time. So it was like Poltergeist, The Outsiders, Mommy Dearest, like all of my <laughs> What <head>. a trilogy. <laughs> yeah. That's actually some good ideas for next week. Yeah. Uh, my dad wouldn't pay for HBO. So I only saw Poltergeist in the theaters, which I can't even believe I saw it in the theaters now. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Like, I didn't see part one in the theater. I think I saw two and three in the movies, but not one. Well, and so this, so I was just saying to Antonia, I just rewatched it and what a movie. I, I mean, I literally, well, we'll talk about it in a second, but I forgot the last 20 minutes of that movie. I thought it ended when they came through the ceiling. I was like, oh, it's over now. And I'm like, oh no, there's more, but wait. I've probably seen it, not exaggerating, 250 times. Like I didn't even need to rewatch it. Cause I'm like, oh, the, I know every scene by heart. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into Poltergeist, I have a I, I have a news story that's tangential that I'll I'll share okay. with you two ladies, mm. and uh, and then we'll get into Poltergeist. Okay. Um, so here we go. Let's see what let's see what the uh, peanut gallery thinks of this. Peanut <laughs> gallery. <laughs> Actually, and you sent this one to me. A former Spanish bishop has been accused of being possessed. Uh oh. Yeah. After he left the clergy to be in a relationship with an erotic fiction writer and then began working at a company that exports pig semen. What were they doing with, what do they do with the pig semen? Yeah. Right. I mean, there's a lot to unpack with that. That's one of those where you go, I never knew that was a job. (laughs) Yeah. They export this, apparently, I don't know what, what qualifies as high quality pig semen, but that's what they export. 
Yes, up to over 20 countries, mm. fresh and frozen doses uh, with the maximum guarantees of quality, biosafety, and prolificacy. Maybe I guess it's like, maybe it's used for breeding around like the world. Farms or yeah, something? that's what I was thinking too. Well, look, the guy needed a job. <laughs> I guess. Clergy, which by the way, if you let your priests get married, or like be in relationships, you probably wouldn't have to worry about that. By the way. Oh, about them leaving the uh the, the clergy, you mean? Yes. Wait, and who is he married to? An erotic novelist? Yeah, well, I don't think they've gotten married. He's now in a relationship with her. She has authored the books, and here's the titles. Yeah. The Hell of Gabriel's Lust. Oh, they're like religious sex books? Yeah, and the Amnesia trilogy. <laughs> Whoa. I think you guys yeah. need to review those. So you need to read those for your next one. That I know. sounds like a movie with the amnesia trilogy. The amnesia trilogy. I don't, you know, they don't say how he met this author, but. He was probably reading her erotic fan fiction. Well, she's probably one of his parisher, parishioners, parishers, parishioners, parishioners. You see how much I go to church. Yeah. He, he was probably reading her books. Yeah. Maybe went to an author signing. That's right. Why do I feel like pig semen will like, someone's going to find out that it's really good for our skin or something. Regular, regular, uh, <laughs> regular what, Anne? Regular semen, I've heard. Well, you know, they do have the, um, <laughs> cream that has foreskin in it, baby foreskin. Pig baby foreskin or a human baby foreskin? Human baby foreskin. I bought it and used it. What? Yeah. What, what is this? Yeah. What's this supposed it's to do? It's supposed to, it's like regenerate, <laughs> regenerates. It was well, said on the box. It said human, <laughs> human, like fibroblast sample or some, some kind of terminology. And I said to the doctor, because Oprah talked about it once or some, was it Oprah? Somebody. And I said, is this the cream that has the baby foreskin? And she said, mm. that's right. Mm-hmm. It was probably Gwyneth Paltrow. Anne will buy anything that that charlatan puts out. <laughs> if Gwyneth Paltrow puts something out, it could be the most ridiculous thing. Anne's it's like, it's going to be pig semen. Yeah. And Anne will be like, you better believe I bought that. I put a pre order in. The skin's glowing. It's taut. I'll throw some pig semen on. Why not? Well, wait, we, we don't know that that's actually what pig semen does. That was yeah. Tanya's. Uh, yeah. That's like my sort of, I'm, I'm manifesting it and I'm going to be the creator <laughs> and then I will have lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people will try anything. No kidding. So yes. So do we think that the Spanish priest is possessed or he's just a human who has foibles? I think he was horny. Yeah. He's repressed, not possessed. Oh. <laughs> That's the new novel. <laughs> I think he's living his best life. He's got his new girlfriend. He he's selling pig semen. He's making a living. God bless. Yeah. His girlfriend is teaching him some things. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. They are slated. They're engaged. They're getting married. So they're engaged. Congrats. Yeah. Good luck. Godspeed. Godspeed. Uh, Godspeed. <laughs> yeah. I think it's great. Good for him. We can. Yeah. I think it's live his best life. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think everyone should live their best life. I don't know though about the exporting pig semen. That seems like a big step down. It could be lucrative. It's probably more, more lucrative than being a priest. Yeah, I guess. Well, it goes yeah. from one calling to another. That's right. 
All right, ladies. So this week, as noted, we watched Poltergeist from 1982. So good. 1982. In that year, the the sister, the older sister dies. Yeah, Dominic, Dominique Dunn. In real life, yes. She was she was murdered by her boyfriend. So crazy. By the way, did like no time in prison. And that's why her father, Dominic Dunn, de- then dedicated his life to writing about rich and powerful people getting off easy in crime. Oh, wow. I loved all those articles he did for Vanity Fair. Oh yeah, he, he was the best, but he, that's what, because it was disgusting. The, the guy yeah. who murdered her was her boyfriend and he strangled her on her front lawn. And I think he got like two years in prison. It was something insane, like almost no time in prison. Yeah, um, there they have there have been talk about the poltergeist curse because right. also the other lead child Heather O'Rourke tragically died of a um, septus brought on by a gastrointestinal undetected gastrointestinal infection. Yeah, and that traumatized me because we were that age. We were yeah. all age basically. When she died, it was so sad. I've seen her grave. It's at, um, where is it? It's um. It's in LA. I think it's, is it the Hollywood Forever Cemetery? No. It's in Westwood. Maybe Westwood, the Westwood Cemetery. You would have seen her. Creep. Yeah. I, it's wherever Marilyn Monroe is buried. I think it's in Westwood. Well, but, and Dominique Dunn is buried. They're buried in the same cemetery. Yeah. Oh, wow. That really was upsetting. Well, in Poltergeist 3, you can see she's ill. She's very bloated and she looks. Yeah. Yeah. She did. But her, you know, she, apparently she was like a real trooper and just kept didn't complain and you know yeah very tragic I have to say stellar cast I think I told you this recently and the acting is so good yeah Greg T Nelson he is like dad he's about to save his family and Joe Beth Williams I mean she all she wanted was to save her babies I know it makes me cry now like as a parent that's why this movie works on so many levels because it scares the shit out of you when you're little and then as you get older you you can identify because when you're small you identify with the kids and then as you get older you identify with the parents yeah and I mean the last I watched it a couple weeks ago and it makes me cry yes you do have a totally different reaction as a parent (laughs) watching that that she was willing to literally step into that closet not knowing what was coming for her to go get her daughter and yeah, she's like, get it. And first of all, and Zelda Rubens, he's like, get it together, Craig T. Nelson. Down there. Once again, the mom's like, God damn it, I got this. <laughs> right. Totally. He's like, let me, I'm gonna go ahead and take care of it. Yes. Yes. Well, the interesting thing that you're noting the casting was I was reading that at the time, I because I, you know, obviously at, at this point, everyone knows Craig T. Nelson and Joe Beth Williams. Apparently they were relative unknowns. They were, they didn't cast big name actors in this film. Right. And I get, you know, and then this film catapulted them into that sort of uh, stratosphere, but they originally wanted Shirley MacLaine to play the Joe Beth Williams character. Oh, wow. Oh, I love her. I love Shirley MacLaine, but I trying to picture her in that part. Well, Joe Beth Williams also seems was really young. And yes. I mean, there's a scene in that movie, and actually Stevie pointed out to me the other day, where they're when when they're meeting with Beatrice Strait in the paranormal room, and she's yeah. down like everybody in the family, and he's like, says the oldest daughter is 16, but Joe Beth Williams is 32 or something or like 30. Yes, I was like she had that daughter at 15. <laughs> well, 
I also read, I guess this is based on a book or some kind of novel and in the novel, uh, which they never make mention of in this film, but mm -hmm. um, Diane, the mother is not the mother of Dana, the oldest daughter. It's that he, that was a daughter from a previous marriage for Craig uh, T. Interesting. I can see that. I could actually see her being like the mom of Dana in this movie. Like the scene where they're like smoking pot in the bed and everything. I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know if as a kid, I like even knew what they were doing, but. I definitely didn't know what they were doing. I go, that seems fun, whatever they're doing. Cause they're laughing and they're having a good time. <laughs> yes. And I have to say watching it this time, I really, I didn't even understand why they had that older daughter character because she basically plays no role. And for the majority of the movie, she's at a friend's house. Yes. And when she shows up, this is my favorite line. And if you want me to act it out, I'm happy to do it. Ooh. When she shows up and she's like, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> Are you sure she has like a hickey on her neck? Did you know? <laughs> she does have a hickey on her neck and they did it on purpose. I love it so much. I like as I watched it as an adult, I'm like, is that a hickey on her neck? <laughs> People still give and get hickeys. That's a very 80s thing, hickeys. So it's 90s too. I definitely had one in high school. But I just feel like you don't see, it's not represented in pop culture anymore, the hickey. No, it's yeah. not. But I do think it still happens. I've, I've heard of contemporaries of my children who ha have come home with hickeys. Remember the episode of Who's the Boss where Samantha got the hickey? There's a whole episode oh. that revolved around Samantha having a hickey. Oh, yes. I don't remember that. I actually do remember that. You don't see that anymore. I, I think we should bring it back. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's one of those things that's best left. No, I'm into it. Let's do it. Let's bring back the hickeys. <laughs> but on old people, I'll be like, yes, that is a hickey. As a, matter a single 40 something, I would welcome. That's right. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Well, so Anne, I know you last week when we were talking to Mark Myers, you said that Poltergeist was your favorite horror film. I think I made that decision like a week ago because- I'm with you. Like I said, it's something that it grows. You can see it and dip through different lenses as the years go on, you know, because we saw it little and now at this age and it has it all. There's some laughs. It's truly scary. It's very moving. I think it kind of hits every button. It's like a perfectly made horror movie. You know, what's interesting, which I didn't realize until I was reading about it there. Nobody dies. Nobody dies in this film. It is a horror movie with no body count. Oh, very good point. And isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, it's like a good, I love a haunted, also like a haunted house movie is probably my favorite of the horror genre. Yes. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's my, I think it's my favorite. I love it. Every time I watch it, it never gets old. It hits every note. When she gets that streak in her hair too. I love that. Like, so cool. And I love, I always like the full outfit. I had to do that for Halloween one year. Her like, you know, the long shirt and like the knee socks. The knee socks, yes. And we see her underwear. She crawls up the wall, which every yeah. teenage boy and probably girls That's thought right. that that was like you so sexy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what about the old lady in it? She's the best. She is amazing. And I think she, I mean, she's she was kicking it for a while. I think she's been, she had been alive for a while after that. Yeah, but she did around that time. It was like Poltergeist, 16 Candles, and mm. uh, Teen Witch. She's in the movie Teen Witch. Witch. Yeah. Uh, Robin Lively. But um, 
she had that little moment, but she's so great in it. Everybody's good. All the actors. I think Beatrice Strait, Strait is so great when she's sitting there and she's telling, you know, explaining to the son who is the only annoying character. We all can agree. He's yeah. Robbie. That poor kid. I you think no. he was an, I felt so bad for him. I did too. And he's yeah. And like clown comes and like wraps around his oh look he went through it i feel bad for him but he bugged let's (laughs) come on uh, can i just say untouched that thing about the clown choking him apparently when they were filming it the clown really was choking him (laughs) that's terrible and he screamed out i can't breathe but they thought he was just acting doing good acting (laughs) What? Yeah, and then they noticed that his face started turning purple. Oh my god, they almost killed the kid. Yes. Were they like, well, we're keeping that take. <laughs> like, that was great. <laughs> oh my god. Crazy. Yeah, but the that woman who played Tangine Zelda, she was, I mean, to me, she was really the the what made the whole thing. I oh, mean, really? she played that like clairvoyant, spooky, creepy over children. Crossover. Oh my God. Carolyn. So good. But the part where Beatrice Strait is sitting and explaining, that part makes me cry too. Where she's like talking to the the little boy about, you know, the light and people. And I don't know why. I just love her. I love that when she was like, I remember this scene too as a kid, like when she's like bonding with Diane. And yeah. they'll have a little swig from her little like thing and like cracking like woman to woman. Yeah. She was good. So, okay. I have a factoid for you guys. Yeah. A black man in it. Yeah. I think his last name is Lawson. Guess who he's married to? Richard Lawson. Whose husband is he? Or I should say, whose stepdad is he? Oh, I think he was on All My Children at one point. Oh, oh he's been on like a lot of 80s things. Yeah. What is his, who is his stepson? Who is his stepdaughter? Stepdaughter. And she's pretty big. Really? And I'll say, if you, if you say anything about her on social, the blank will come for you. That's how intense she is. Nicki Minaj? No. I was going to say Beyonce, but. Beyonce. That's Tina Knowles' new husband? Yeah, that's the new husband. Isn't that crazy? Oh. I was saving that in my back pocket. I was like, oh, they're not going to know this. I'm going to give them some trivia. <laughs> I'm like the barbs. That's very good. I, you know what? I was thrown off by that because I was thinking he would be her stepfather when she was a child. So I was like, well, oh. who could that be? Oh, yeah, great. Not a 40 year old Beyonce. Yeah, that's her new man. She's like so in love with him. I love him. He's yeah. handsome. He's very handsome and he continued to be handsome, but he was sort of like the, the black B actor, like always in like eighties, like TV sitcoms or yeah, he popped movie. up everywhere. He was like a utility yeah. guy. He just was like in things. Totally. I swear he was on all my children or something. He was like definitely in the soap. Yeah. I think he was too, because I recognize him Anne, and, and that would have to be from the soaps. That is good trivia. All right. So Tanya, what, what is it about this movie that you find so appealing well it's funny going back to Anne's point as like I watched it and it was like so exciting to watch it again I think it's like that sort of formula with Hollywood when they create a story around a family people will watch like a really good entertaining family so like you think about succession you think about Schitt's Creek you think about good times it's always like this family right where these shows become big or whatever so 
I don't know, maybe as a kid growing up with like five siblings, my parents there, maybe there was something appealing about that and being interested in this family and then their house and how they lived. From a producer standpoint, I thought it was interesting how much damn product placement there is in this movie. (laughs) Did they just start product placement like hardcore? Did Steven Spielberg just get all the sponsorship and like Star Wars is in it? Like so many different, all the toys that like pop up, the Hulk is in it. So I thought that was interesting. I don't know. It's just, to me, it's timeless. It's so good. I do. I recognize how good the acting is. And it was scary as a kid. It was just scary. Um, And I think for me, it was because I was watching it with like four other people in my house, which were my siblings. So it really became this like scary thing. I just love it. I just think it's so good. And the characters in it are so, so good. And it still is so scary. And it's like the idea when you're little too, of like, you feel like the one place you're safe is in your bedroom, you know, where you're like your house and that's the, you know, her her closet's the portal to whatever, you know, it's like that. It's scary. The toys, the tree outside his window, all the things like as a kid that you look at at night and you were like, oh, what is that? Like, is that scary? Um, but yeah, I just think it's just, it was just so well done then and such a classic. Um, but, and I was thinking about what you said about the Joe Beth Williams and like the scene with the skeletons. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. There's, that was my trivia is that they were real human skeletons. Yes. And she didn't realize, she didn't know it till years later, yeah. but when you watch it back now, it's like, man, that was good special effects. And it's like, no, it's not. That's just an actual real person skeleton. Yeah. Was this Steven Spielberg's like first big one, Poltergeist? He didn't actually direct this. This was Toby Hooper, although Steven Spielberg was on set every minute and they say he kind of was kind of like stepping in as a director, but. Yeah, he was, the reason he didn't direct it is because he was directing E.T. at the time. Right, I was going to say E.T., yeah. Close Encounters, he'd done, he'd done a handful of big things by then. Yeah, he contractually could not direct the movie. But to what Anne was saying, everything that I read about it was all about the controversy over who really directed the film because mm-hmm. many people have said that he actually was the director. The other director was there and like set up shots, but then all of a sudden Steven Spielberg would be directing the actors and um, he wrote the screenplay. It's right. only one of the things he's ever written. He was the producer and the two sets, E.T. and um, this one were only 20 minutes apart. Yeah. And there were a lot of delays on E.T. So he spent quite a bit of time on the- It feels like a Steven Spielberg movie. It, it totally was. was. Yeah. And Zelda, who played Tangine, I guess had a lot of problems with the actual director and said that he was on drugs during filming and that he was- well, who basically- can blame him? He got Spielberg taken over. He's like, <laughs> I might as well just- <laughs> Oh my God. Time to myself. He's like the guy dipping his bread in the sauce from outside the- He's like, I'm just going to- relax I guess yeah yeah so there's a lot of controversy around that 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 he was really the he was basically directing the film with this Tobe Hooper uh, who directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre ah gotcha but this is a physical role for them like I think we were talking about that before Anne like when she's in the pool running through the house even Craig T Nelson like they got into it you're trying to pull her when she's where she's trying to pull herself up, you know, in the mud and then get sucked back down. And, yeah. and also I think, I mean, I know Tanya's the same because we both love like psychics and all that kind of stuff, but the way they describe things and the other, like, it feels very 
realistic to me. Like, I feel like yeah. that hundred percent has happened in houses and, and does happen. And the way they describe, you know, the other side, if you will, or whatever, it brings tr- very true. Yeah. Like the whole thing about like the electrics, the electricity, because that's what we le- have learned, like in that realm that they can get in touch with us v- via electricity. If you've done like intuitive development workshops and things like that, like we have, um, they say that like, that's why like something will happen with your phone or you see numbers on a screen or whatever. But to your point, Chrissy, like you did think that the film was over. I think that was so clever and well done that you thought the story was done. And then there's this whole other layer. And then they find out about the cemetery, like it's good stuff, man. Oh, no, but that oh. part, the part when, okay, so everything's done. They, they rescue Carol Ann. The fact that they're like, we're going to go ahead and stay another night. <laughs> Diane's going to color her hair and take a relaxing bath. I'm like, why, why, why would you do that? Like, no, 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 no. It's time to go. Oh, but they're bonded. He's full lounging, full lounging. I would agree, except for the fact that Zelda Tangine had done such a phenomenal job, right? She did she everything she said. She's like, I'm gonna get this kid back. She's in the house. Everything happened. And then this house is clean. She said this with her hair. That was my favorite, that her hair was like all yes. like windblown, <laughs> like she stuck her finger in a socket. She pronounces this house is clean. So yep. I think they had no reason but to believe her that the house oh, was no. clean. Right. I think I would have been had pants on at all times, ready to go. They had seen the thing come out. They thought they defeated the the beast, essentially. Yeah. And so they decided to stay another night, which of course, then once you get into that, because when they when they had the moving truck outside, I was like, oh yeah, I don't know. This is like the two minute wrap up. Like now we're driving off to Happy Valley, whatever. But no, it, it, it's they stay another night and then you know, then you know, mm-hmm. it's not going to be good. Mm-mm. And do we know, here's my only question. Why? that house in the neighborhood we know that the neighborhood was that they left the you know the the big reveal is they moved the headstones that they left the bodies and those were obviously the spirits of the buried you know people that don't was it the first house built like what was the significant uh made their home significant because none of the other neighbors seem to have had Mm -hmm. any paranormal things going on well, when I was reading about it, that was a big criticism of the film because they said the entire neighborhood should have been having yeah. the same things, not just these people's houses. Right. And I also read that calling the movie Poltergeist in and of itself is a mistake because a poltergeist mm. is associated with a person and a haunting is associated with a place. And so this movie is really about a haunting not a poltergeist. But it was both poltergeists make things move around and manipulate things. Like, so the stuff with the chairs, which that moment is still so great. When you oh. turn your back and the chairs are stacked, that's classic poltergeist activity, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there were a lot of like new tricks that were done. Even this, I mean, and some were so basic. The stake that moves across the counter, they just like basically cut a hole underneath and they had someone underneath Pull it just it. moving it. Thank <laughs> you. That's another issue. Who in the middle of the night is like, I'm hungry. Let me go ahead and make this steak. <laughs> Maybe he was smoking some doobies too. He might've been. Yeah. Richard, La- Richard Lawson was kicking it with headphones on, listen, <laughs> listening to music. The things are coming down the stairs. I'm like, sir, look up at the monitor. The other guy's ripping his face off. Oh, I hate that scene. It's still Ugh. gross. I mean, it looks right like now 
however many years later, technology wise, it looks ridiculous, but it's still gross when like the blood starts putting, going into the sink, like it's still effective. But I remember wanting to see that part. You know what I mean? Like we watched it so many times, like, oh, here's the part. It's going to rip off his face. And what compels him to do that? Uh, Who knows? Well, and, and well, I think the, I think the other interesting thing is, which I found interesting when it started and Joe Beth Williams was somehow delighted by all these things that were happening in her kitchen. I, that's at that point, I would have moved out at that point. She, <laughs> her husband comes home from work and she's like, wait till you see this great trick. Yeah. And Carol Ann's talking about the TV people talking yeah. to her. Yeah. Like, what? Oh yeah. I would have asked questions, but I would have definitely, I would have been burning some sage first and foremost. Uh, exactly. Like, I'm about to clean this house myself with the Palo Santo. Let's get that out. Yeah. I'm like, what's up, Diane? Why are you so excited about this? This is when I would be waiting on the front lawn when he came <laughs> with all of our stuff, bags packed. Let's go. Wait, I was going to ask Chrissy, do you believe in hauntings? Like, do you believe in ghosts? I had an experience. <laughs> I had an experience in college where I woke up my freshman year and I would swear on a stack of Bibles that an old woman was standing over me. What? I never heard this story. This is a good one. Well, I mean, and that's really, and it freaked, it literally freaked me out so badly that like, you know, then you like close your eyes and then I opened it and then, and then she was gone. So of course I was like, well, whatever. I was just, cause I was asleep. I was asleep. You know, when you're, you can feel something like you feel like someone's there. I was asleep and I woke up and I saw this old woman over me and then I closed my eyes and then she was gone what does she look like I actually thought that she might be um my great-grandmother but it couldn't have been because at that point my great-grandmother was still alive but it was like that like she was in her 90s at that point so it was like a very old like not a threatening woman just like a like a granny type woman but it completely freaked me out I, she wasn't like threatening me or anything but she was right. like standing over me yeah. and I was like presence you could feel it yeah yeah I didn't like that and there was you were in college in your dorm room yes I was in college in my dorm room and I swear it wasn't a night that I had gone out drinking and then like it was like a normal like whatever I'm going to class the next day not I think that would freak me out and I believe in a lot of things but I've heard I've heard of people who friends who are like I woke up in this hotel room and there was a woman sitting at the edge of my bed. Yeah. They love to sit at the edge of beds. <laughs> they do. They love to sit at the edge of beds. They love to stand there and watch. <laughs> yeah. That hasn't not happened to me. Some things have happened to me, but not that. I think I get a little freaked out by that. I might be if people come in, but not, I can't see them. I just know they're there. Oh yeah. But that's what we were talking about with this movie. I think that's why it was like, you're, I'll echo what you said, Tanya, already, is that all, everything that you're afraid of as a kid, you're afraid of the clown, you're afraid of the tree outside, you're afraid of yeah. what's going on in your closet. Like, you like, underneath the bed. Like, yes, they the bed. every single one of them. Yeah. And, and it was everyone's worst fear come true because it actually was happening. He wasn't imagining that the tree was threatening him. The tree did come and threaten him. Right. Yeah. Came for him. Poor Robbie. You know, he was a trooper. He he kept rolling with it. He stayed the whole time until the end, very end, where, the, where she set him off in the taxi with the dog. Yes, that's what I was just going to say. Who put your kid in a taxi and was like, call me. Call me. <laughs> call me, okay? Right, sending to the grandmother. I'm like, you're not even going to drive him there when all this, <laughs> this kid is traumatized. He had to go and he had a suitcase and the dog. He's like, later, I'm out of here. 
Well, I was like, here's parenting in the eighties. It's like, well, <laughs> get in the taxi. They're like, we got, we got other problems. Take, yeah. Take candy from the taxi driver too. Go ahead. Right. Here's the fare. Good luck. <laughs> We're sending the dog with you. So oh, it'll be fine. That poor kid, he went through it. And then in part two, he has the part where the braces. Oh yeah. Wrap around his head. Yeah. Have you seen a picture of Robbie like as an adult? No. Oh. Kind of reminds me a little bit of um, what's the American Idol guy, Chris? Was it something Aiken? Clay Aiken? Clay Aiken. Kind of looks like him a little bit if you look it up. That's silly. I thought so. That's what he was giving me Clay Aiken vibes. Oh. Oh, he doesn't look at all like he did when he was a kid. No. Oliver Robbins. He's 51 now. Oof. Oh yeah, he does look like Clay Aiken. That's funny. Yeah, I can see I definitely see more. That was a good assessment, Tanya. Yeah. Can I just say something that's upsetting? I'm reading it looking at his Wikipedia. And it says, this is the last line. Following the deaths of Dominique Dunn and Heather O'Rourke, Robbins became the only surviving poltergeist child actor as well as the longest lived. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what a true. what a sentence to be out of <laughs> Wikipedia. Good that is grief. upsetting, but Wikipedia is good for that. I'm kidding. Good grief. Chrissy, you were gonna say something. Uh, yeah, I read that the original ending of the film was that Carol Ann is, does not come back. She, oh. she, yes, she gets stuck in the house and they, they, they leave her. <gasps> what? Yes. But Steven Spielberg felt that that was way too dark. And so yeah. he had them change the ending so that she was rescued, which probably then was why they added those other 20 minutes right. because they were probably like, well, this is not going to be a great ending we have to do something right. else to have that would have been my what it i'd love to read that original script that is something else sorry yeah. we gotta leave you in this house yeah there were it was a very well i guess again it was based on some kind of novel or novelization i don't know what that means but read it. um it was much much darker than the the film that wound up being made wow um, and then something else about the swimming pool scene was that Joe Beth Williams was very uncomfortable doing that scene, not because of the skeletons, which she didn't know were human, but because there was a lot of electrical equipment around for, you know, the shooting. And she was very nervous that she was going to get electrocuted. And yeah. um, so Steven Spielberg got in the pool with her. Oh, really? Look, I'd be scared. I was going to get electrocuted too. Yeah. He got in and he's like, listen, this is, I'm going to assure you if I'm getting in, either we're both getting electrocuted or we're both going to be fine. So he, he got in there again. I think he was directing the film at the time. Right. <laughs> like I got this Toby one second. I'm I'm good. Sure that was un an uncomfortable set for that reason. When you have that kind of tension. Not yeah. Fun. No, not yeah. fun. How much did it gross? Do we know how much it made? It was a big hit though. So it was highly successful. Um, I mean, it, that was a crazy year because both Poltergeist and E.T. came out that year and then uh, they wound up going up against each other in several Oscar categories, like visual effects and that kind of thing. Oh, wow. So it was a win-win for Steven Spielberg. But see, it's almost like, you know what it reminds me of a little bit? Like, rem remember The Others with Nicole Kidman? Oh my God, Kidman. Nicole Kidman. I love the movie. Me too. But again, like the story, the twist and nobody, there was no like blood and gore. Yeah, I just want, wish people would go back to that. I just think we're like obsessed with blood and violence in this country. I like when it's like clever and it's just done, you know. It can be scary. Like, Sometimes what you don't see is scarier than what you do see. Yeah. Oh yeah, the others is, I would say that's one of, that's a good one too. That's a great one. Another great haunted house movie. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, just the fact at the end when the when the through the door, like all that, I don't even know what that was, disgusting stuff was coming through the door at the end. And mm-hmm. like you just you didn't know what was gonna come out behind that door, but you knew it had to be bad. Like Yeah, it's no good. You have to let you set so they let the viewer's imagination sort of take you to the more scary thing than they could possibly show. Right. Yeah. Quite a film, I have to say. Um I think the first I was funny because I unfortunately had to watch it in two parts in the first half I, I was fall like fall asleep halfway through I just like ran out of time I've I've had an unusually busy few days but but I was like the first half I was like gosh this is how movies are in the 80s I'm like they're so slow and nothing's really happening and like and then I literally watched from the moment that Zelda steps on screen to the end and I'm like Jesus I'm like this is quite a film this is like <laughs> night and day like the first yeah. half is just sort of like all right a lot of setup right a lot of setup I love it. I love the whole setup. I love that it makes you feel like it's just this regular normal family. Like Tanya said, that's just normal life and going to school and she's making dinner and they're, I mean, even that the nostalgia of the chant when the channels were done for the day and it switched to static. We got the star spangled banner. Yeah. Like that was it. That was like no more TV for you. That's all you got. I'm pretty sure we had that TV too. I think it was Hitachi. That same exact TV with the buttons. Yeah. But yeah, I, I remember like when the Star Spangled Banner, like who thought of that? Yeah. <laughs> and then it goes to the, the white noise. Yeah. Oh my God, you guys were old. I <laughs> but I love that part where she goes down the stairs and she starts talking and she's like answering questions. And yeah, she's so, she's so good in it too. What a cutie pie. Well, apparently Steven Spielberg considered Drew Barrymore for that role, um, but thought that, <clears throat> excuse me, thought that she didn't have like a sweet enough look. So she wound up in E.T. and and Heather O'Rourke got uh, poltergeist. Right. Yeah. I like her too. But that's so funny. She wasn't angelic enough. She wasn't angelic enough. So she, and, and Heather O'Rourke, apparently her first audition was terrible. And, but he was like, he just, there was something. Like, he thought there was something about her so they brought her back and told her she was laughing too much in her first audition and (laughs) he told her to bring like a scary book back with her and so then she was able to do a lot of screaming and emoting of frightening things give it to him he has good instincts that steven spielberg does he's gonna make something of himself that guy i think (laughs) that guy's gonna be all right i think he's gonna be all right yeah 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 so yeah that i mean god what a year for him he's literally going from et to poltergeist i mean it's like who has a year like that no kidding and then he did color purple not that long after a lot of classic films done by him and apparently the other reason he wanted not to have the plot line be so dark was he wanted the movie to have a pg rating because of course he wanted for pg that i mean but he i here's my other trivia of steven spielberg is temple of doom Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That was the movie that caused the creation of PG-13 because it came out PG and people were like, this is not PG. I mean, you're like pulling hearts out, sacrificing. So that was the movie that Ah. PG-13 rating. Oh, interesting. But back to Poltergeist, there's nothing better. Or isn't. I saw, we went and saw the remake in the movies too with Sam Rockwell plays the dad. Everybody plays the mom. It was not very good, but it was fine. I was going to say, I read there was a remake. I don't even remember yeah, that. There was no. a remake. Sam Rockwell was the Craig T. Nelson role. I forget who played the mom. It is it is very, very, almost like exactly the same. What year did it come out? 
I think it was 2015 I read. Yeah, I was oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, thank you for having me because I am honored to talk about this movie. I really am. It is one of my, it's seriously, I like texted my family in our little family chat this morning. I was like, guess who was talking about Poltergeist today on the podcast? Because <laughs> we still all do like, you know, go into the light and what's happening, what's happening, what's happening? We all still quote that, you know? It's stuck with us. And I, my son has watched it. He loved it. He's like, mom, if, if I was a parent and my kid was like in the TV, I would just leave them there. <laughs> well, he should have written the first draft. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only one. He was like, cause like, how are you going to get them out of the TV? <laughs> yeah. You, you got to call in Zelda Rubenstein is what you got to do. Tangine. Tangina. Sangina. And she, she thought that her, the actress said that she had real psychic abilities as well. I believe. Oh it. yeah. I think I read that too. Yeah. Sense. Well, in part two where they have, it's She's like so native American guy who comes and he protects them and he, and you know, and has the old preacher. Oh yes. yes, yes. They said that he too was like a, a shaman of some sort. Yeah. I think I heard that also. Oh, you mean in real life? Yeah. And that became part of the lore too about the curse because he died, but he was, I think he was very ill when he made the movie and the old guy. I'm like, he was also 1000. So <laughs> I don't know if that counts as a curse, but. Well, just going back way back, I know Tanya, you were mentioning product placement. This is sort of tangential to that. The, the actor, James Karen, who played Mr. Teague, who was the boss of Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. Oh, that's the Pathmark guy. He was. Yes. At the time he was doing Pathmark commercials and Pathmark, the corporation got so many complaints about that guy, because I guess people can't, can't separate life from fiction. <laughs> He's like, that's a lucrative job. What are you trying to do? I think it ruined his Pathmark endorsements because uh, no, he was on, he did Pathmark ads for years. Cause it, it was a big Philly, Delaware area. Yeah. yeah. My parents shopped there. Yeah, me too. Pathmark Corporation got many angry calls about James Karen. That is crazy. Maybe, maybe they were like holy roller, like Christians, and didn't like that he was part of like a yeah, spooky, like a, go, like a devil part thing. Maybe. maybe they thought that they were building pathmarks on top of cemeteries. Who knows? They probably do. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what's going to come out in aisle eight? Right, exactly. Just imagine if that happened today, it would just be somebody trolling and commenting on social. But instead, back in the day, they were making phone calls and writing letters. To <laughs> They're like, I'm not going to Pathmark anymore. Now it's just ShopRite. Because right. <laughs> of James Karen. <laughs> Who was in a lot of things, James. He Karen. always played that creepy kind of role. Yeah, he was always like, he was up to no good. He was, he was like a villain. He's yeah. hiding something. Yeah. 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 Well, I also liked, you know, again, a ton of the times where Craig T. Nelson hasn't gone to work in weeks because of this haunting of his house. And his boss actually has to drive out to his house to be like, what's up? Why aren't you coming to work anymore? Right, right, right. Yeah. And he's still going in. And then he's like, let's go for a drive. I'm like, fuck <laughs> off. Plus he's like, I've had the flu. He's like, okay, great. Let's go for a drive. Cause I want to talk to you about the next project we're doing. <laughs> and Craig T. Nelson does look like hell at that point. He's just like but, through the ringer. And he's like, nope, we're going to talk about this next development. So take some uh, NyQuil and let's keep moving. 
Yeah. I don't care if I get sick too. He's like, we got another subdivision to sell freely. (laughs) And a cemetery to move. All right. So I'm going to ask, but I think I know the answer anyway, on the, on our scale of Muldoon to Muldoon't. (laughs) What? You'd have to be a real asshole to (laughs) get Muldoon't. It's such a. Or a Muldeen in the middle. Yeah. All the way. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Muldoon all the way. Once again, I'll say the only thing that could have improved was it be an appearance by Muldoon himself. <laughs> what if he, he, you know, he actually could have played Robbie. He could have played baby. You know what? That would be my only critique, Mr. Spielberg. <laughs> because then Robbie would not have been annoying. He would have been hot. I was going to say we would have had a crush on him. That's right. Oh, a little Robbie. My one critique. I, <laughs> I did not find him annoying at all. And I'm just going to keep saying How that. could wasn't annoying i felt bad for him thank you for him the kid was sucked into a tree what do you want him to do no i did feel bad for him i just didn't like the way he was like yeah he was like an anxious mess poor baby i'm like get it together robbie we kind of made fun of him though he was like you know you made fun of him a little bit as a kid that's what i'm saying and you did that because he was annoying (laughs) (laughs) he was such a chicken yeah, I mean, I felt bad for him. I was like, shit, that's, I don't want to get eaten by a tree either. 1,000 to 1,000. <laughs> that whole part, yeah. With the thunder and the lightning, I'm like, see, 1,000. See, I'm proving my point. We all know Robbie is annoying. I don't make the rules. That's just what he happened. Played annoying well, that actor. It was a very good movie. I'm glad that you recommended this one again, Anne, because I think I hadn't seen it in probably 40 years, so. <laughs> This is the 40th anniversary. Yeah. So when you think of it, it came out in the movies again for like one night and I couldn't go, but I wanted to. Oh my God. I was going to say, if they premiered this like right now, it like Magic Johnson Theater down the street, I would so go. I bet it would, I bet if it came, this is one of those movies, if it came out today, I think it would still be a big hit. I agree. I do too. Yeah. I I mean, the special effects are not quite, if they had, if they could improve the special effects for today's audience. Yes. Yeah. But I'm telling you, they did because I saw the remake and it's not as effective. It's I not. Mean, a lot of them are very fake looking. I think I was done by two. I don't think I saw Poltergeist 3. Poltergeist 3 isn't very good. It's, it takes place in a high rise. Although it is Tom Skerritt and everybody loves him. And I think Laura Flynn Boyle's in it. Who else? Oh. It's not very good. And it's upsetting because Heather O'Rourke does look very ill. And, yeah. and you just can't watch it without thinking about the fact that she died shortly after so it's just kind of makes you feel not good watching it and it's not not good movie you guys tell people where to find poltergeist if you want to plug it where to find it oh where can you not find it where is it well it's on hbo max oh it is on hbo oh, look it's still on hbo yay Robbie all years yes all right. Well, thank you so much, Tanya, for coming on. This thank was you. pure delight. What a wonderful film. And oh um, for having me. Yeah. And we've learned that, you know, when push comes to shove, a bishop will leave, a, will leave the cloth for an erotic writer. Yeah. Of course. That needs to be a movie. There you go. Wow. That That's does need to be a movie. That's really outrageous. 